Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to be in your presence to share God's word. I thank God for the privilege what God has given to me to stand. And also, once again, I bless you all in this morning. And before I start this word, let me have a word of prayer to Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you once again for your promises. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word. Let your presence continually with us as we are going to hear your word. Let your anointing be upon each and every one of us. Hide us behind your cross. Give us an attentive here to hear your word and be blessed with your word. Let your word as its purpose in the mighty name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I hope all of you hear me. Yes, Can I yes, say yes. louder, amen? Amen. 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 Today, the Lord put in my heart, when I look at all of us, when we look at the situation about this pandemic, and also the terms and conditions of the government and the physical, spiritual, circular position of ourselves. And everything seems to be new. And I don't know, particularly I am mentioning about our online worship, online Bible study. Everything is online whether it's the spiritual or even the secular or uh, academic studies of the children or the training. I do not know how many of you are very much convinced or convicted or comfortable with this situation. But uh, frankly telling, I'm not very much comfortable with this situation. And uh, as usual, and it is nothing is compared or greater than coming together and worshiping the Lord where we used to worship physically. Okay, first of all, as an introduction, what is worship? We you heard maybe thousands of times in your life about worship. I don't know, I don't think that none of us are unaware or have no knowledge about the worship. Worship is always the precondition I used to tell time again, time and again. It is knowing God and you have to prepare yourselves and know yourself and come. The Bible exalts us in many, many, many scriptures how to worship when to worship and what is the way of worship and there are many more 
But when you come to worship, one of the thing is the preparation. The preparation. In all the way, we have to prepare ourselves. One thing what I noticed, I'm not going to hurt anyone. It is all about you. If it is for an example, if you are coming to church to worship, how you will come? Imagine. How you will come? How many of us desire or longing to worship God in his house? Now itself, even though we are in different places, in different countries, we are coming together in faith and in spirit. This is church. There is no doubt about it. But what do you think about the personally you are coming and meeting at uh, God church and uh, we worship him in his house. So how do you come? So we do think about the future. How is it going to be? If it is, uh, you know about the present situation in the different countries, limited members are allowed. They should have a pre-registration and only limited in the sense for example, when we are 150 or 200, only 50 members are allowed. So, are you in a position to rush up, to register and take the first place? Or, conveniently wanted to sit at home and waiting for the online worship? Think about yourself. Decide yourself. What is your state of your mind? And now, on this online worship, we expand the system so that we wanted to see you. Though we could not be able to meet you personally, we wanted to see you. At least through the screen. Even in this, many of you not prefer to open your camera. I'm sorry, I'm not hurting anybody. This is my personal desire and how I think it and what God put in my heart about it. You may have a personal reason or a genuine reason that is different. I don't want to touch off your personal. I am telling about the spiritual. Okay. So the preparation and also the presentation. Another thing. We have number types of varieties of dresses or different types of dresses. Some dress for athletics, for some for swimming, some for like a sports, some for office, some for the church, some for schools and uniforms. Even those who are working in some companies, they may have their uniform. But what kind of dress you will wear to worship if you are coming to the church? Another thought for you to remember. Even though it is online worship, how do you prepare yourself and coming in presence of the Lord to worship Him? Romans 12, 1 says, Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, 
and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Your spiritual worship. So present, prepare, and present as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. That is spiritual worship. That's what the Bible says. Secondly, about the fellowship. What do you think about the fellowship? Fellowship means coming together, greeting one another. And Hebrew 10 to 25 says, we are not supposed to forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Even in the early church, Acts 2.42, we know how the New Testament Christian, early Christian, coming together as often as possible. The scripture says, daily they gather together. I know, practically it is not possible for us. Even once in a week, not daily, not alternate day, not twice a day, or thrice a day, weekly once. What do you think about your fellowship? You know the bread of life. So when you, somebody asks, you belong to which church? The bread of life. Why the name God has given to this church as a fellowship, not bread of life church? Fellowship. There is a meaning. There is a reason for it. Even though we say that the bread of life is the church, by name, we God gave us as fellowship. I don't want to explain much about it, that you, all of you, the members of the bread of life fellowship, you know about how we encourage every one of you to be part of your castles and fellowship. The Buddha also has the membership. The membership, what is this? Not everyone, those who are, it is different than any other church. That's what I believe it. And uh, how we differ, the membership is not everyone, those who are attending. It is for the people, those who are believing and identifying themselves the teaching of the bread of life. The doctrine of the bread of life. That means once again, believing in the leadership, believing in the word of God, believing in what we preach and what we follow. With that, you are, if you are identifying yourself, I want to be one among you, so, because I believe in this word, and in God's word, what you are preaching, I also wanted to fellowship with this church. That is the meaning of the membership of the bread of life. Once again, I'll tell you, what is worship? Worship and also what is fellowship? The membership. One thing I mentioned here, about believing and identifying in what we teach. Every church has 
the belief. And we, as a bed of life, having the statement of faith, in this we say that how we differ, how we, what we believe and what we preach. The members will know because when you register your form, the statement of faith is given to you in your hand and you have to go through it. If you accept and if you believe, you are a member. One thing what I mentioned is the teaching or the teaching of bread of life. On and off I used to say that. One more thing. What is bread of life? Bread of life have a vision and it has a mission. And uh, Jesus Christ is the head of the church and the word of God is the foundation. That is the short form and briefly I can tell about what is bread of life. Okay, the one thing what I said, teaching and doctrine. What is doctrine? What is gospel? We come across different terminology in our Bible. Doctrine, gospel, preaching, teaching, exhorting. What does it mean? What we know about it, what is teaching or what is preaching? Teaching is based on the Bible, whereas preaching is more property or personal. Teaching is a doctrine or preaching is a gospel. We will take it in this way. If you keep this in your mind, it is easy to understand. Teaching, that is doctrine. Preaching is the gospel. Matthew 9.35 says about Jesus Christ. Matthew 9.35 Then Jesus went about all the cities all the cities and villages. Remember that. All the cities and villages. And what did he say? Teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. My point is here, he is teaching the word in their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And then the rest of the things are there. That is not our part today. Teaching and preaching. Why this scripture mentions about two different words? Two different terminologies and also the places. He was teaching in towns and cities and villages and also in the synagogues. In the synagogues he is teaching and outside is preaching the king, the gospel of the kingdom. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 to 8. If you go through it. 
he is telling about the gospel what is the gospel so it's a big this whole thing is there what is gospel it is explained very very beautifully one to eight here what he says moreover brethren i declare to you the gospel underline that the gospel not your gospel it is the gospel when i preach to you which also you received and in which you stand the gospel when you go continually what he means said by which second verse you are saved by the gospel and he says i preach to you unless you believe believes is in vain verse 3 i delivered to you first of all that which is also received christ died for our sins according to the scriptures everywhere you believe underline that christ died and he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and he was seen by cephas after the resurrection and he was overseen by five over 500 brethren then again he was seen by james and by all the apostles fifthly and sixthly then at the last he was seen by me this is the gospel jesus preaching about jesus christ who is he received who died for our sins who was buried who rose again he came down and he lives among the years shown to his people and proved that he is living and he has revealed to many at last he revealed to me that is the full gospel that's why the person in the letters he is telling we preach the gospel the christ who was crucified so this is all about the gospel and even galatians 1 6 to 12 if you go through it i marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of christ to a different gospel we heard about the the gospel what is the gospel now he is telling about people are turning against to a different gospel you can just understand that since it is a short time i have to cover it up you will move on so once a preacher asks why talk about doctrine let us just talk about jesus so first of all why doctrine is important than the gospel gospel is not ignored but the gospel is important doctrine is come from gospel so now second timothy chapter 3 verse 
what is written all scriptures is given by inspiration of god and it is profitable for doctrine number 1 the priority the first place is profitable for doctrine then for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness just go through the word why it is not only one time it is for profitable for doctrine for reproof correction instruction in righteousness no everything is very very particularly separated and mentioned here for reproof for correction and for instruction in righteousness our point is profitable for doctrine first place another example acts 242 what acts 242 says it is about the early church the fellowship that is the creed of the apostles what it is mentioned they continued steadfastly in the apostle let everyone say doctrine doctrine some of your version may say teaching some of your version may say doctrine in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayer see the order see the order where it is what did say what is in the first place doctrine let us say doctrine to yourself doctrine doctrine some of you it may seems to be something new but is nothing new it is in our one own bible whatever it is in your hand it is there what is doctrine okay so as a first profit is doctrine and the first aspect is doctrine in the early church now also for better understanding why there are many denominational churches why there are many denominational churches denominational churches are by doctrine what they believe what they preach so it is an evident in this world there are different doctrines but there is in fact the truth is only one doctrine that is the word of god there is only one gospel that is all about our lord jesus christ and now the doctrine because of the doctrine there are many divisions what they believe and what they preach now our point is that is the foundation now our point is about false doctrine and the false prophet what it say about it why it has come whatever is not of 
the doctrine of the word of God, that is the false doctrine. Let us see. And uh, how do we, it is easy to remember two scriptures I give you. 14.14 in Old Testament, that is Jeremiah. 24.24 in Matthew. 14.14, easy to remember. And the Lord said to me, the prophets prophecy lies in my name. I have not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken to them. They prophesy to you a false vision, divination, a worthless thing, and the deceit of their heart. Have you opened your scripture? Have you seen the word? It is prophesied how many thousands of years before, and now it is in our end as a warning. It is there is a false primary a false prophecy. If it is a false prophecy, it will be by the false prophet. It is so clear. 1414. 14. The Lord said to me. The prophet's prophecy lies in my name. Be careful. 24-24. Matthew 24-24. A false Christ, a false prophets, see the difference. Two types. False Christ and false prophets will rise. And show great signs and wonders. For what? To deceive whom? Impossible, the elect. Who is the elect? Who is the elect? We are the elect. Those who are sitting. What the Bible says, 24, 24. False Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs. Today it is very cheap. People are behind it. And the wonders. For what the wonders? To, de to deceive. You are not exempted. I am not exempted. It is if possible even the elect. And Matthew 7.15 Starts with, beware of false prophets who come in you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. That is the warning came from our Lord Jesus Christ. What the disciples say, 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, to you only, is selling. To us, all of us. Do not believe every spirit. But, test the spirit. Whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is the time. 
many false prophets have gone out into the world when it was written and just imagine what will be the position now also finally 2 peter 2 what he says the full chapter if you go through i am not going to explain 2 2 peter 2 he speaks whole about false prophets and false teachers Amos 8:11 said, "Behold, the days are coming," says the Lord, "that I will send a famine on the land, not famine of bread, nor thirst of water, but hearing the words of the Lord." Hearing the words of the Lord. So this was prophesied, but now it is not the situation. people are there is no famine for the world the world is very cheaply available in every form people are very much addicted to sit and hear message after message and the teaching after teaching through screens and the and that with the technologies youtubes laptops ipad they use everything to hear different varieties of word of god so it is not now the time is not the famine of the word of god but the flood of false doctrines are in the world the flood of false doctrines are in the world i cannot say everything is wrong everything is false but i can say there are there will be false doctrine be aware so what is the sound doctrine the another side of false if there is a false what is the right that is called as a false as a sound doctrine so first timothy so let us know what is sound doctrine why we need to know about it paul says in first timothy chapter 1 verse 3 i urged you when i went to macedonia remain ephesus and you may charge some they teach no other doctrine is a warning let them not teach no other doctrine than what i preach to you that is the meaning and again in second timothy chapter 3 verse 1 Second Timothy chapter three verse one. But know this: that in the last days, that is our days now, in the last days, the earliest time will come. That has come now. If we go on to verse seven, what he says: all uh, because of the time, I will jump. Last verse seven, what he says. always learning you open your bible and see or read it here always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth we are learning and learning and hearing and hearing but 
never able to come to knowledge of the truth. This is the last days. So, for our meditation, what I took is Second Timothy chapter four, verse one to five. Second Timothy chapter four, verse one to five. I will not read it. Just keep you open yourself. But here, verse three. This is what the first word it says. I charge you. Then he goes on verse three. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. The Bible says sound doctrine, but accepting to their own desires. Because they have itching ears, itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Verse 4, they will, not only that, they will turn their ears away from the truth further and be turned aside to fables, stories. So they turn away from the truth and turn to the fables. Verse 5, most important. But you, I'm telling you, but you, watchful in all things. That is my topic of this message. Let us be watchful in all things. Let us be watchful in all things. That is the topic of this message. Under this we are meditating God's word. Let us be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of the evangelist. Paul writes this saying. And is continuing about how he rebukes. And there are many scriptures. I don't continue with Paul. Let us go on to our Lord Jesus Christ. If I tell only about the Paul, all the apostles, there are many scriptures says about the false doctrine and false prophets. And they are the warning is coming to us. In one word, we can sum up that. Be watchful in all things. So it is not only about our law, about Paul, and also what our Lord Jesus Christ says. Please quickly turn to John chapter 7, 14 to 17. John chapter 7, 14 to 17. Here it says, Now about the middle of the feast, Jesus went out to the temple and thought, it is in the temple. And the Jews marveled, saying, how does this man know lettuce, having never studied? Jesus answered them and said, Please see what he says. My doctrine, my doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. Not only that, what he is saying further, if anyone wants to do his will, if it is you and me, for us, what he says, 
he shall know concerning the doctrine the doctrine whether it is from god or whether i speak on my own authority what a clear cut crystal clear verse is this even our lord jesus christ is telling about this is not my doctrine it is of the doctrine of the one who sent me and if you wanted to follow and do god's will concerning the doctrine you have to know it is not in my authority it is from him okay one of the another incidents what he explained let us move on to matthew chapter 22 verses 23 to 33 how the answer is matthew chapter 22 verses from 23 to 33 the same day sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to him and ask ask him saying teacher moses said that if a man dies having no children his brother shall marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother now there were with us seven brothers the first died after a, after he had married and having no offspring left his wife to his brother likewise second also and the third even to the seventh last of all the woman died also therefore in the resurrection whose wife of the seven will see be for they all had her this is the question they thought it is a very complicated he cannot answer what is the answer here this is the doctrine what is it jesus answered and said to them you are mistaken not knowing the scriptures nor the power of god you are not knowing the scripture and not the power nor the power of god so the answer is in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage but are like they are like angels of god in heaven but concerning the resurrection of the dead have you not read what was spoken to you by god saying what is say i am the god of abraham the god of isaac and the god of jacob god is not the god of the dead but of the living verse 33 and when the multitude heard this they were astonished at his teaching they were astonished of his teaching or the doctrine if you remember teaching and the doctrine is the same meaning 
It is the doctrine what Jesus Christ has said and they were marveled after hearing about it. Okay, now move on to how to know and follow the sound doctrine quickly. Nothing else. It is only the scriptures and uh, very well scripture is Ephesians chapter 6 from 10 to 17 he speaks about the armor of God there is a list is given what are the armor and verse 11 it says put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wills of the devil was the so it goes on he speaks about about the vest about the breastplate about your shoes and uh, and uh, having shoes with your feet got the gospel of peace above all taking a shield of faith verse 17 helmet of salvation sword of the spirit finally all these five weapons are what weapons what are they they are defensive just to protect yourself that's it you can stand with all your armor the last one is which is word of god the sword of the spirit is the word of god without the word which is the offensive you cannot fight or overcome in or defeat devil or the statistics of devil in your life so the foundation is the word of god and uh, we should be rooted in god's word there are many more many more scriptures are there and you can study them and one of the example is uh, you know about uh, uh, about building the house the one who built on the sand one is found one for put a foundation on the rock that we see in matthew 7 chapter 7 21 to 27 21 to 27 but uh, verse 25 says the rain descended the floods came the winds blow beat on that house one is did not fall one is fall it the one which was founded on the rock doesn't fall all are the same if you think this is the rain descending the words like a rain descending and it comes like a flood and it is comes like a wind and everything will beat you you think about yourself whether you are falling or whether you are standing withstanding about the situation the current situation if your foundation is in god the rock you will never be shaken 
you never be fall. That's what we learn from here. Secondly, from the word, quickly. We should be balanced and avoid the extremes. The words should be balanced and we should not be on one side of it. For an example, love God versus wrath of God. We heard many messages on love, uh, the holiness, love and holiness, how it will go together. Here, love and wrath of God, Roman chapter 11, verse 22. Therefore, consider the goodness and the severity of God on those who fail severity, but toward you, goodness. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you also will be cut off. Here it talks about the goodness and also the severity against if you don't follow, you will be thrown. Secondly, the fruit and the gifts. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Chapter 14, verse 1. What he says, though Paul says about himself, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding bros or a clinging symbol. Gift and fruit and the gift. We should have both. We cannot focus on gift, gift, gift or fruit, fruit, fruit. Both has to be understood properly in balanced. Prosperity and adversity. As we are studying Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 14. Ecclesiastes Chapter 7, verse 14. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider. Surely, God has appointed the one as well as the other. So that man can be find out nothing that will come after him. So, it is all are appointed. It is both are from God. Accept it. We stay there. If you are in a prosperity, definitely the time will come. If you are in a poverty, if you are in difficulty, that is not the permanent. The time will change. The situation will change. Balance it. Evangelism and social concern. Matthew chapter 10. Verse 7 and 8. Matthew chapter 10. Verse 7 and 8. And as he go, Jesus said, Preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What he says? Preach. The kingdom of, about the kingdom of God. Verse 8. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demon. Freely you have received freely give. What does it mean? Preaching is one thing. Healing is the other thing. So some of us are only focusing on healing, the physical, not the spiritual. 
So, as a mature people, we should be balanced. Both are necessary. Verse 7 and 8, it is not very far. Preach the word and heal the sick. Some preachers are only healing. Some people are only preaching. That's what I brought to your notice. One more thing, lastly. It was 8-11, as I said. And there will be standing famine of the land, nor of a famine of the bread, nor a thirst of a water, but hearing the words of the Lord. That is one scripture. There will be a famine for hearing God's word. The next one, what it says, Abaguk chapter 2, verse 14. Abaguk chapter 2, verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, how it is, as the waters covers the sea. That also the scripture. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the word of God, the glory of God, of the Lord. So what do we say? Is this famine, famine, famine? Or it is filled with the word? Balance it. At last, even the last, New Testament and the Old Testaments, they should go together. There are many things, many, many, many things. So what is like the gospel, the word of God is just like a bird has a two wings. It has, without that, there is nothing. So in this case, without the Old Testament, there is no New Testament. Without the New Testament, without New Testament cannot be understood without the Old Testament. Let us come to conclude this as a conclusion. Actually, Ephesians <coughs> chapter 4 verse 14, what it says, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14, we should no longer be children toasted to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Once again I read it. We should no longer be children. That means we should not be like a children. Means you should grow. You should be a mature person. The children will be toasted to and fro and carried out with every wind of doctrine. Every wind, not wind of doctrine, every wind, different wind will come. Another scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 to 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 to 3. Quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 to 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as a spiritual people, but as a carnal, as a babes in Christ. Whom he is addressing? He is addressing the church of Corinth. He is telling, writing to them, brethren, I could not write to you, speak to you as a spiritual people, but as a carnal, as a babe, otherwise, as a babes in Christ, as the babies. Why? I fed you with milk and not with the solid food. Why? For until now, 
you were not able to receive it and even now you are still not able you are not able to receive solid food now you are still not able that is what is uh, words for you are still carnal for where there are envy strife and divisions among you you are not carnal and behaving like a more men the last scripture hebrew 5 12 to 14 hebrew 5 12 to 14 for though by this time you have to be teachers you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of god and you have come to need milk and not solid food for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe if you are not skilled and not having solid food still drinking milk you are babes verse 14 but solid food is to those who are full age matured full age i hope those who are sitting here and hearing god's word are to be full age because we are hearing god's word this many years once again solid food belongs to those who are of full age that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil if you are able to discern what is good and what is evil if you are able to discern who is prophet who is the false prophet what is the gospel what is the god false gospel what is the doctrine what is the false doctrine where we are if you are discern this you are a mature person what you are hearing what you are believing is a sound doctrine this is what i understood this is i wanted to present before you let god help us to be a mature christian to have sound knowledge about the word about our god and about the word because we are in the last days this is the perilous time winds of doctrines are following us in anywhere any time everywhere you turn everywhere is the gospel everywhere is the teaching so don't take it lightly be careful the message to us is the title let us be watchful in all things Let's pray. I landed to pastor.